again, folks, to Radio Free Tote Bag, where I am Arthur. And uh, this week, I'm very excited to say that Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee. Hey, Anders Lee here. Yeah. Anders Lee is here with us. He said it. Woo! <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that, because like, it feels like such a powerful choice to have a sign-on that you use for everything. I want there to be a thing that I say when I walk into a room. Uh-huh. You know? How did you arrive at, at Anders Lee here? Well, the first time I ever said it was in high school uh, for an assembly. It was like one of those back-to-school assemblies when I was in 11th grade, and I asked a question. I think it was like a like an intentional goof question. I was just trying to, to uh, be a goofball class clown, and uh, it was like about <laughs> eraser quality or some shit like that. And I began the question with, hey, Andersley here, and it got a laugh. Uh, and so I remembered that for like seven years, and then when I started doing stand up, um, a few months into it, I I still remember the mic was at uh, Karma Lounge on the Lower East Side. I decided to do it because for a while I I just I never liked the idea of just going cold into your routine mm-hmm. as a stand up. Like just for me personally, I don't you know if other people do it, I don't have a problem with that, but. Uh, so you need, I, I always felt the need to have some sort of introduction. So before that, I was just saying, how you doing? Um, <laughs> and that has kind I, of a ring to it. Yeah, that's, that would work too. But Anders Lee here was, uh, a hit off the top. It got laughs and the more I said it, uh, the more people remembered me by it. So <laughs> yeah, it started with, started with a uh, live performance and now it's sort of, um, also become, it's strange to see, to hear people talking about it who have, who have, who have not met. Um, but it's, I guess that's gratifying in a way. Especially like a bit you kind of, you kind of came out with in high school, uh, to like have, have the legs to, to go that long. Like I like the history to this intro. Yeah. You know, it goes back. It was a formative experience. Right. It's part of the Genesis. <laughs> Well, I think probably most folks listening know Anders, uh, part of Pod Damn America, the third gem and the whatever the fucking glove in the Marvel movie is. You uh, gotta get all the, the gems. That would be the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Mm. Uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. Except for this time, there's only three gem slots. And we had an Alex Patak and we had a Jake Flores. Now we have Anders Lee here in the third slot. We have completed our punch card. We get a free sandwich the next time we come on uh, <laughs> on Pod Damn. <laughs> yeah, you should tell people that at Jim, when you order a sandwich at Jimmy Jones, you've had three, all three dammers, all three of the damn done, and they should give you that number one Pepe. <laughs> Speaking of the of the Pod Damned, Anders, who's your favorite of the Damned, and who's your least favorite? Oh man, what a <laughs> what a question! This is a this is man. I wasn't expecting hard hitters here. Uh, my favorite would be well, my least favorite is myself. Mm. Um, oh no, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I just I can relate. Am a, you're the same way. <laughs> Yes, I of of the two uh, uh, tote baggers, I am my least favorite tote bagger for sure. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I am my favorite tote bagger by a long shot. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very okay. critical of myself. It, I I sometimes will listen to the episodes, but I never enjoy it. It's always um, 
to ums, the ums. I I freak out about my ums. I hate my mm. ums. That's gonna be my New Year's resolution: getting rid of the ums. And I'll, you know, I I just get mad at myself for for being bad on pot. They, so they have I'm to be replaced favorite. with something though. Like you, you can't, you know, all of life I feel is uh, is replacement. I've been figuring this out because I'm quitting uh, uh, vaping. Right. Oh, good for you. I had to replace it with uh, with gum because there's no way I can just have uh. nothing. So the um has to be replaced by something. What if I went duh? duh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Trump call out. It's like it's that sounds like something that Trump would do for sure. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't. It, it, it it's weird. I thought I had that when we kind of started and listening back. I flat out wouldn't listen back to it the first few episodes, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's unnerving to hear your own voice. Yeah, uh, you, didn't even, it. you didn't even want to do audio monitoring. You didn't even want to hear your own voice in your headphones. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. And I was like, oh, Jesus, how like I'm already thinking about talking. Sometimes I'm feeling anxious. If I can also be listening to myself talking, that's that's just too much stacked up. Uh, but I, I had a partner at the time who kind of was like, you got to do it, you, you know, because I'd done stand up for a little bit in the past. Uh huh. You know, she was like, you got to review and like, you know, see what you got to work on or whatever. And uh, I had to get drunk to do it the first time. I was like, I'll do it, but I need to drink a couple beers and you're not (laughs) allowed to make fun of me. And, uh, you know, still still unpleasant. But I I listen back to to most of these. I I feel like I've eventually come around to it. Yeah, it's at a certain point, um, I feel like it's when you figure out your formula for podcasting or whatever you're doing, I feel like you don't need to do it as much. But in those early days, and the same goes with stand-up, you got to listen to your sets and um, make notes. Not, not you know, sometimes they can be mental notes, but that's that's how you get better, unfortunately. You know, it's, it's, it's rough. But you got a nice voice, though. I'm sure I'm not the first to say. So uh, no I one likes you. the sound of their own voice unless you're an egomaniac. I just kind of, like, <laughs> got used to mine over the course of time it's just right. having to you know hear it back and voice memos from doing stand-up or podcasting it's it's, I, it's just part of me i'm fine with it it is what it is people some people love it some people hate it but uh that's yeah who could hate these these mellifluous tones mellifluous i can't say that word who could hate these tones mellifluous <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll say that. Uh, mellifluous instead of um, mellifluous. 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 There we go. That's that's some scientist shit. People would be like, damn, he is thinking heavily, throwing out words like that. He doesn't even say um. He says a word I've never heard of. Right. <laughs> Anders, are, are, this, this being a, ultimately a dating and relationship show, uh-huh. uh, our standard question we asks our, our, ask our guests... Yeah, it's about like an embarrassing or maybe just a dumb dating or relationship experience. Uh, do you have anything good in that wheelhouse? Oh, man, I got a lot. And <laughs> I'd love to hear it. That's saying something because the quantity is not large in terms of my love life. <laughs> but the quality has generally been very poor of experiences <laughs> with it. There's um, not a lot of it, and it sucked. Quality <laughs> under quantity? That kind yeah. of captures. I mean, I am in a my a relationship. My first relationship, I should, uh, I should uh, specify. Um, Hell yeah! Twenty seven. I got my first girlfriend. Um, nice. 
but before that it was a long slog of being um being poly really i was hmm. someone would someone say it's single um i i identified as poly some people might say that to be poly you have to have someone ask you to not be and say no i'm poly but um <laughs> i was poly and in that frame of time, most of my life, it, it was um, not good in the romance department. I, the, probably the worst. Uh, there was a period of two weeks where I was trapped in a very small room uh, in Scotland with a, an Italian anarchist who I was in love with who decided she hated me. Oh, uh, no. That was rough. But I think probably the best one for comedic purposes would have been when I was 22 and I was just starting to dip my toes into stand-up. Um, I was still a student in New York and I uh, met a young woman at Union Pool, which is a famous bar. I don't know if they're still, if they kicked the bucket or what, but um, it's, it's, a, it's known as a meat market in Williamsburg. <laughs> and uh, it, you just go there at three in the morning, you're looking to get um, laid and uh, it's I never had much success there um, but I did this is I guess the closest I've come to getting laid from Union Pool I, I got a girl's number from Union nice. Pool and the uh, next week I invited her out on a date to it was it was a, actually in on paper a great date night because she was an artist <laughs> visual and she had um, some works that were at a gallery and we went to that for the beginning of the night, and that was cool. She had artist friends, we're talking, and uh, that was hip-hop. Uh, and then the <laughs> second half, I don't know why I just said that was, it wasn't that was hip-hop. Dope. It I was like that. Dope. that was hip-hop. Because <laughs> sometimes I say things are rock and roll, and uh, I gotta get a new catchphrase. We're mixing uh, up the genres. Rock's on the way out, man. That it is, yeah. Um... <laughs> But I had just been dipping my toes into comedy and managed to get booked on a show at this place, uh, Cake Shop, which is a basement bar on the Lower East Side. Uh, a great place, but it's like it's it was also very rough. It was like good to good place to like build a thick skin as a comic. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and I got booked on a show there. They would do a show at eleven and then a mic at midnight, and they usually would do the midnight mic. And one week they. Uh, asked me to do the the show, and so I I said, "Oh, you got an art show? I got a comedy show. Come to my comedy show after your art show." So uh, we get shit housed and make our way to the Lower East Side, and uh, I just absolutely eat shit. Mm, uh, oh, no. Like there are several jokes where that don't get any laughs whatsoever. She's <laughs> I I kind of think she didn't care though, which was cool. She was like. Okay, this guy's doing his thing. He's yeah. uh, he bombed, but whatever. Uh, which was great. That's a great you know person to be with. I mean, you for yeah. anyone listening who's a comic or thinking about trying comedy, do not invite dates to your shows. That is yeah. such a <laughs> shitty thing to do. As Just soon don't as you do said that. that, I was like, because like starting out, there is a strong potential for like just completely eating shit. And to do so in front of a potential romantic partner seems potentially disastrous. Yeah. And even if you do well, it's like, it's just a weird ego thing, you know? Like, I, right. I, eventually in the relationship, 
that's gonna happen that's fine but like hey we just met come see me yeah do perform and that's just strange you're not getting to know the person um so i never liked that tough out the gate that's kind of into the deep end to begin with you have like no context for this person right exactly yeah the way that people are on stage isn't always uh the way they are off uh or on mic i'm a total suave debonair uh sex machine off mic actually (laughs) you would not know um but the the story goes into actually me not being such a sex machine in that we went all the way back to her place in uh, forest hills queens and we go into her bedroom and start watching Hocus Pocus. That's a sexy film. It is sexy. And it's, uh, you would think that um, that would arouse both of us. <laughs> I, I guess we were both sort of aroused, but this, and this is a problem. This I sort of put on her. I'm, I'm not going to, it, uh, on the whole, this was my fault, but I sort of mildly put this on her in that there was no indication that uh, she wanted me to make a move. I mean, in theory, we're in a bedroom, the lights are off, we're watching a movie, it's game time, you know? I think now I might be confident enough to just go for it. But I was, like, trying the the foot thing, like, putting my foot kind of on her foot, you know? (laughs) And she just wasn't moving her foot. So it's like, I I I guess she just wants to watch the movie. So we watched the entire movie... And I didn't make a move. And then finally the I was like, what's that? I said, let me get the runtime on Hocus Pocus. Okay. <laughs> it's a comedy, so I don't know if it's like a, you know, Solaris situation here. You but. spend an hour and 36 minutes with limp foot action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there is a limit, I, I learned, to how long you can uh, have hard dick action in your pants before it uh, that you need to act on it because I finally made a move after the movie was over and uh, we start having intercourse and I it was about let's see one thirtieth of the length of the movie Hocus Pocus that I that I lasted which I was young but also it was because I had been, my boner had been there for an hour and 30 minutes. And, sure. Uh, yeah. Right. You've been, you've been edging with Hocus Pocus the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking the divine Miss M fucking just holding it down for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, a, that's that fucking, rules. yeah. Ah, that's such a common one too. Like I, at least I fucking experienced this a few times too, but like, when you're early in and you kind of know the general idea of like, okay, we're going to like hang out at this bar. If we're into each other, maybe we'll go back and then maybe we'll hook up. But like I had the same issue. I would always get stuck on the, how do we go from, yeah, we're going to watch a movie to the hookup part. And I just flat out whiffed it sometimes with like, I'd go the whole date and I'd be like, okay, they don't seem into it. It's been good. I'll see you later. And then get like a message him again and hear like, oh, I didn't think you were into me. Like you didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't right. try to do anything. And it's like, of course that makes sense. But it's like, at the time you're like, I don't know. Like, how do I, I like, what's the line of how to, how to bring this up without, you know, being real fucking awkward or all that. That's the thing. It's, you know, there have been times when 
uh, I've just asked or the girl has asked, and it that's, I think, kind of the best, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or the girl makes the move. If you're a lady listening, just go for it. Um, it's It's not... But here's the thing. It's not as bad um, as you think it's going to be. I th- This only happened to me, I think, once. But I was around the same age, and I was hanging out with a girl uh, as a friend. And I uh, was, you know, she was kind of giving me mixed signals. And so I leaned over to give her a kiss, and she just kind of went, no, and, and, like, moved her head. And that was it. It was just yeah. over. And it was, uh, we just went about the, the night hanging out, and it was fine. Um so right. it's it's ultimately really unless you're it's only weird if you make it weird, you know. Um, exactly. But at but by that same token, I do think that and this goes back to, you know, patriarchy and uh gender conditioning and shit that women are conditioned to to not make the first move and men ha- have to do it and I think there's something wrong with that and uh there's yeah. there's, you know, I think if you really want to be a feminist you should ask men out, and uh, yeah. we shouldn't have to do anything. <laughs> frankly, <laughs> you should be able to make the first move. That's that's all I'm saying. If we're in the 21st century, um, we have a female president, right? You should be able to <laughs> make a move on a man. I, I think there should yeah. be. I genuinely do think there should be more of that. But at the same time, don't overthink it. If you're a guy, um, a straight guy. Uh yeah, I don't know what the what it's like to date another guy. Um as far as I know, but it uh, sucks. Can I yeah. just say? <laughs> what awful. is it like? What is this dynamic like? Uh with the make and with one the of move the, and the blah blah. One of my favorite uh jokes about uh about homosexual men uh is to say uh great thing about going on a date with a guy is you know how it's going to end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you sexually you probably you probably will get down uh if you go on a date and it doesn't suck uh but it's it's i i have sealed the deal a number of occasions uh i have you know made things happen in the bedroom by just saying the words would you perhaps enjoy sexual intercourse with me <laughs> mm. i'm i'm a big fan of just asking it and my character is such a such a goof acid sort of presence in a in a relationship right. or on a date that I I think I can I can do that confidently. I could say, would you perhaps enjoy this with me? Right. And that's that's an important thing to know about yourself because that is my preferred mode of move making is to yeah. ask, get verbalized consent. That's just the easiest way to do it. But I don't know if my affect is very conducive to that because I uh, me saying, would you like to make out like that is sort of <laughs> off-putting. It's it's tough. And I, like I said, I, I deal with some social anxiety and I, mm-hmm. I was the same way. I got to a point through like most of kind of my, my dating life of just being direct like that and asking it. And it definitely can go over smoothly if you did it confidently. But even in the points like kind of farther back when it came out really awkwardly and like sometimes like cracked the woman i was with up uh i I got kind of like uh that was endearing response like i i I got the sense and was told by a couple people they were like you know that wasn't the smoothest thing but kind of appreciated just the directness because it it does suck to you know ah do we have to do these roles and then we're dancing around it and how the fuck do i communicate this without like overstepping here right and uh 
It's just, it's, it's just easier. And I don't want to make somebody dodge my fucking mustache kiss as I'm coming into them, you know? Yeah. I want to give the warning. And if you want to, that's cool. Uh, you know, you just, then you don't have to deal with, with all this coming at your face. Right. Because, yeah, going in for a kiss in and of itself, I don't think is there's anything wrong with that. But it is very close to a gray area. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. If you, it's it's a it's a leap of faith, and if there's not, if the person on the receiving end isn't into it, there's a very short window where you need to shut it down. Uh, you know, before it's before it's not okay. <laughs> you gotta, right? you gotta, you just continue. So you're moving your face towards them. Uh, you want to kind of throw one arm over your head and kind of curl down towards the ground completing a somersault bearing the weight of the ground on your back kind of diagonally across your back and then stand up and you'll just be like i was just practicing my ninja moves (laughs) and she'll be like totally that's really smooth how you just showed me you know that uh do you want to come back and hook up you're smooth with your flips i bet you're smooth elsewhere and i say yeah perfectly smooth yeah i mean i think the absolute best though and it's hard to do this without uh alcohol which i don't drink anymore but i'm also you know not single anymore thankfully um but there's kind of that chemistry where you're talking to somebody and you're just you know moving closer and closer to each other and you just feel it and the kiss just comes naturally in the conversation it's like a, a punctuation mark you know that's the best yeah but like, yeah both both parties know like are wanting the same thing the signals are clear right that is definitely the best yeah you love when that happens but if you misinterpret the signals just do a little flip move like a 17 year old parkour donovan uh, <laughs> would have done hey i'm gonna now parkour into this fucking question box asking all the questions Asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, <laughs> that might be my favorite one yet. Thank you, thank you, yeah, my, uh, my segues into the question box, not always, uh, you know, not always the most well thought out ones, but that that was that was parkour action. Hey, it's the fucking question box, folks. This is the part of the show uh, where you, the listener, can send your questions into us uh, or for the guest. And uh, if you're new to the show uh, or have not done this before, you can find the link to send questions in at rftb.me or on our Instagram, instagram.com slash radio free tote bag. There's just a text box. It's anonymous. You type the question in, and then you click send. And uh, this week, we have a few here. Uh, I think we do. We have a couple specifically for Anders. Ooh. I think we should hit those first, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh, the more standard questions after. So let's see. Here we go. This question is for Anders. Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> I'm going to give you a one-sentence answer. I have a girlfriend. Damn. Brilliant. Absolutely stuck the landing on that one. Okay. You're here's a natural another, Anders. Here, here's another one that's, uh, it seems general, but with the knowledge that I have, I know that this is an, an Anders Lee-specific question. Okay. How do I get my GF to like my bucket hat? Um, 
I would say begin with trying to incorporate it into bedroom role play. Mm, mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Come up with a character, maybe you're Tommy Lee or (laughs) someone who might wear a bucket hat and um, go from there. And another way is to just wear her down by wearing it every day and then eventually she won't notice. Uh, Just kind of blends in. Did you get a new haircut? Did I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're in the thing. Okay. <laughs> this is how stupid I am. <laughs> That's so funny how dumb I am. Um, I'm jumping through dimensions, man. It can get confusing. <laughs> but uh, I think... That, well, in my case, my girlfriend actually looks better, we realized, in the bucket hat than I do. So oh, shit. that was kind mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. conclusion of it. The saga is she just... Uh, she just pulled it off, pulls it off better. So that could work. I think women generally probably look better in bucket hats. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of different styles out there. Um, That's true. So true. you could probably find something that, that works for your gal. You got any lures sitting around? You could hook a few of those uh, through that hat, get really into fishing, and then it's not a thing anymore. It's just essential fishing equipment because where else would you hook your lures through? Uh, other than your cool bucket hat, that always also works perfectly for role play stuff, uh, where of course the bucket hat wearer can play the part of the sexy fisherman, and uh, the not hat wearer can play the part of a uh, of a juicy, shimmering rainbow trout. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna reel you in. <laughs> I tried several lures, but uh, this spoon lure i've been using has been really hitting the rainbows and they're like yeah i love that lore let's fucking get it on oh yeah <laughs> yeah i mean fishing you gotta wear that's another way you could do it is bring her fishing because it's you know you kind of have to wear a bucket hat there that's um, true you know there's a lot of stuff you can do or you could take her to a rave in 1996 <laughs> right that might be a little awesome more difficult production. to set that one up but I think we, we're we developing the technology. If you can pull that off, you're definitely going to be allowed to keep the bucket hat. Mm-hmm. Right? If you, can, <laughs> if you can do the full teleportation. What would you do if you were your partner, you go back to 1996, and they're like, can we stay? I love it here. Uh-oh. <laughs> mm, mm. I would remind her that we only have enough time crystals to keep the portal open for 36 minutes. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. You get a 36-minute window. You get to go see... uh, Let's make it 97, and you go to a rave in Wisconsin, and you see Daft Punk record uh, a live 1997. Oh, that'd be tight. I mean, I... It's kind of a... I would kind of feel like I'm wasting the time machine, but that is honestly what I would want to do is 96, because I I was always fascinated by the election that year, Mm. uh, which is like... I, they're probably better uses for the time machine, but that's honestly <laughs> where I would want to go. Ninety six was uh, was uh, Clinton Dole, right? Yes, it Remember was. That right? Yeah. Uh, fun anecdote about the Clinton Dole election okay. from me at let's see, ninety six. I would have been eight years old. Uh, I remember being like my parents are very uh they're they're kind of classic liberals you know what mm-hmm. i mean like like my mother's uh beginning of my mother's political involvement starts with uh richard nixon and how much she fucking hates his guts 
uh, right. and that informs her entire political worldview. And so up through the <laughs> 90s, a uh, very dedicated Democrat. Uh, and I remember just overhearing them, you know, complaining about Bob Dole and how bad he sucks and how, <laughs> you know, much better they've been off under Clinton. Right. And so I go to school and I hear other eight year olds talking about how good Bob Dole is. <laughs> really? Because they they have a similar sort of experience, but from the other direction where, you know, their parents right. are talking about right. how bad Clinton sucks and how great Bob Dole would be. Yeah. Uh, so I just I have this this memory of eight year old kids talking about how great Bob Dole is. <laughs> I kind of have a similar thing, but I was yeah, and I would have been in kindergarten. But I remember all the girls in my class supported Bob Dole, and all the boys supported Clinton. Which is sort of strange if you, in retrospect. I also remember the I, I it took me a while to separate Bob Dole the man from Dole the fruit the frozen fruit snack. Mm. Sam. Mm. Still can't eat him. My only Bob Dole exposure was a Simpsons episode uh, where they did the whole Bob Dole thing. And I thought that was that was funny. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's uh... (laughs) unfortunately this has been been Dole chat. (laughs) (laughs) A trip down memory memory lane. All right, we have we have some other uh, questions in here. Okay. Or uh, oh, one of these that is uh, more more an advice question here. Uh, on one of your last podcasts, you guys implied that a boyfriend giving a strap on to his girlfriend was a gift for himself. I, a dickless individual, gave a strap on to my boyfriend for Christmas, and he says I was just getting a gift for myself, even though he has told me lots of times he's interested in pegging. What's the truth? Is a strap-on just a bad gift in general? Mm. What do we think? For I guess give mm. some context uh, uh, for Anders on this one. Uh, I mean, it basically what it sounds, we, we had a question last time where a boyfriend was really into pegging, the partner was not, and he got the partner like a strap-on for Christmas, and we were like, that's fucked up, because she kept telling you she wasn't into it. Uh, so now we have this. Okay, well, yeah, it sounds like it's situationally specific. Right, uh, and in the case you handled initially, it was um, a different scenario. Wait, so but in this case, that's the person who received the who the okay. So the, it, the uh, pegger bought yeah. the peggy a strap on. In the in the first case or in this case? In this in, case. In this, in this case. case. Okay, and he's he's expressed interest in pegging uh, the peggy. But now that she's gotten him the uh, strap-on as a gift, he's saying she's you know the partner's just getting a gift for herself, uh, which is definitely you know I don't think this is as cut and dry as uh, uh, the situation we were talking about mm-hmm. previously. You know he's expressed the interest. I, like I don't think you're crossing any kind of you're not crossing a line in the way that we talked about that last question was where you're like going against what somebody wants. This seems more like, oh, okay, you thought he was going to be interested. You thought it'd be a good idea. Like, hey, we can do this. Here's the thing. You know, I, I do kind of feel, though, it's it's tough. Because, like, with gifts, you know, you kind of want something, I don't know, you, Christmas from a partner. You want something thoughtful, you know, maybe kind of something just for you. And I guess kind of the fact that... 
uh, question asker here, it seems, maybe proposed the pegging in the first place. Uh, well, that's And that's not even clear either. Um, what I'm not clear on I, is what is the... I don't know if it matters. I feel like it kind of does. The uh, partner of the person asking the question what their genitalia situation is. Because uh, is that they, you know, are without... They're also without penis. And so... I, I believe they do have a penis. Okay. So, so the, 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 the recipient of the strap... Uh, who was given the strap for Christmas has gen has, has a penis. Right? And this person is the one, I'm sorry, I keep missing this up. This is the person <laughs> who received the strap who will be getting pegged or will be doing yes. the pegging, getting pegged. We'll they will be, be receiving pegged. in yeah. both okay. cases. They okay. received the gift and they will be receiving the strap. Right. So uh, this is making me think it's less, uh, you know, Peggy here who is saying this doesn't seem like that you know that great of a gift it doesn't really seem like it's a kind of a gift for me uh i feel like that's coming more from like you know come on this is like a thing we're both gonna use like hey maybe i got right. you like yeah. this thoughtful like thing i made or something and this just seems i don't know it's kind of like a piece of like equipment or something you know yeah yes absolutely it's a tool it's uh it's a tool that you both use together which i think makes it because of these of this uh confusion around it and this it's it's been bad since we can have bad feelings going both directions with it right yeah uh i think you hit it on the head question asker it is a bad gift in general perhaps <laughs> uh, i think it's maybe the kind of thing that you you know it's you know it's it you've been you've been at it all night and you you know you're basking in the afterglow one of you pulls your phone up and you you go over to healthyandactive.com. Healthy and Active is, uh, is that your sponsor? I wish. I want them to sponsor us so bad. I buy all my sex toys from them. Uh, uh, please go check them out, listeners. Uh, so you just pull up the website and you find one that's mutually agreeable and you don't have it. Because like gift giving has this air of mystery around it where it has to, you, they can't know exactly what it is that they're going to unwrap. Right. Um, but since it's going into someone's body, they should probably have an idea of what it is before it arrives at the home. Fair enough. Yeah. So just buy it together. Of... Wait. Right. Ba just to back up a second. The person receiving the gift, did yes. they were the one who expressed interest in getting pegged? Or yes. It was, yes. Yeah, okay. and th that's what was throwing me, because I, I could see this being a good gift in a situation where you have a partner who's been expressing interest, they really want to try out pegging, yeah. and you've been kind of like, I don't know, I'm not sure, but they've been like really wanting to do it, and then fucking, hey, you know what, like Christmas gift is not only this, but also like, I'm going to do this for you, because I love you, that's kind of a fun surprise element to it, but it's like, where's kind of the the line you know what i'm saying because there's a difference between like i really want to do this when can we do this versus you know all right you know i i might try out pegging I, I think i could try that out and then you get the gift and it's kind of like well you know like arthur was saying we didn't really talk through this at all maybe it was just kind of a general interest mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know you got to worry about like dimensions and stuff so <laughs> like, the, yeah so the person who gave the gift was really enthusiastic about it and has been wanting to do it a while and uh, i mean maybe they should start smaller with like anal lube you know just to sure. pair 
the butthole for for receiving. Um, yeah, it is, <laughs> but the thing with Christmas gifts or holiday gifts is you just don't use them, or you know, it doesn't cost you anything to get a gift other than having to get rid of it. You know, I don't. Mm. I guess I don't see it as that big of a deal. Uh, they could just say, um, "Okay, we won't use it," or "I'll I'll use it for my butt." Or my pussy, or whatever. <laughs> I, I think too. Part of it is just though that I, I think maybe they're feeling like, oh, like I wanted a thoughtful gift from you, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. something more kind of, I don't know, traditional kind of gifty, rather than, uh, you know, a sex toy that you're kind of both gonna use, yeah. and you're both. I don't know. You haven't established like, okay, let's do this. You're just kind of throwing it out there. I think maybe get them something else. Well, there's there's birthdays. There's, you know, there's one only one Christmas every year. You shoot your shot. Doesn't always go, you know, the way you want it to, unfortunately. Right. But I, I think if this person, if your partner here is feeling really like down about this, and you agree, and you're like, I, maybe you know, this wasn't uh, the, like the best gift to get them. Maybe throw them a late gift. I don't know. Or get them yeah. uh, something or other. Just be like, hey, like, you know, I appreciate what you're saying with this. If you'd still want to try this out, like. I'd like to do that, but like, I, I don't know. I get why I wanted to get you something that's more of like a, a gift kind of thing. Cause I don't mm. know if the, you know, the strap on, uh, it's it not as, you know, not as festive. I don't know if it, if it maybe didn't scratch the gift uh, itch for them. Was it red I, and I, green? I, right. <laughs> were, were there uh, jingle bells uh, where the testicles would be? <laughs> That'd be good as hell, man. That's very, that's very festive. <laughs> But yeah, I I think just talk with them and, uh, you know, address the situation, try to get them maybe to articulate kind of why they're feeling upset a little bit more. And and if you're up to it and if you kind of agree that the gift wasn't the best, maybe get them a little something else. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think let sleeping dogs lie. You know, you, you get... (laughs) You get it one chance every Christmas, and the, like, where does it end? You keep if he doesn't like the next gift, you're gonna have to get him a third one. Like unacceptable. I, there's a lot of other things you can do with a dildo. It's a funny item that you can just have in your house and you know joke around with. There's other stuff you don't have to use it for pegging. It's very true. You can strap it to your forehead and look like the guy in Clockwork Orange and take a picture like my buddy did. Yeah. <laughs> or like the large uh, silicone fist that another friend had that was always a hoot to punch each other with. Mm. Many options here. <laughs> we can make this fun. Here's, here's, an, right. here's another one. Here's another one in the question box. Okay. Can you all go around in a circle... And give everyone a very kind compliment. <laughs> also, what is the yearly time frame that makes up, quote, ass-eating season? <laughs> Keep it real, handsome kings. Thank you so much. Wow. What a, <laughs> a hell of a contrast. We went from incredibly wholesome straight into ass-eating season. <laughs> <laughs> Anders, you have very good facial hair. Oh, thank That's you. That's my compliment to you. Thank you. Arthur, you your hair your new haircut look and fly, my dude. Thank you, sir. Uh Donovan, your mustache is truly a thing of beauty and not something that everyone could could pull off the way that you do. 
Hell yeah, that is a kind compliment. And uh, Anders, I am incredibly envious of of just your whole your whole thing that you got going on. You're a very laid back individual with a lot of uh, wisdom to give, I think. And I just your your affect is very is very pleasant to me. Thank you. That's very kind. I was uh, going to say the same thing about you about the the wisdom and the experience with the polyamory and the different sexual uh, adventures and you know the knowledge of human sexuality which is a thing I know the just above the bare minimum about and uh, and to you Donovan again the voice quite lovely hell yeah well I'm getting I'm getting boosted tonight thank you question asker and uh, Andrews and Arthur for for your answers uh, we love we love sincerity is underrated. That's true. I, I like a little I like a little just sincerity sometimes for the hell of it. And uh, thanks for sending that part in. What about ass eating season though? Yeah, as far as munching the butthole, <laughs> uh, I I think I think it's winter time. Yeah, I th- I think winter is ass eating season because in the summer, mm, mm, a little musty, isn't it? Doesn't get a little true. musty in the in the summertime. You're sweating all true. day. Getting a little swampy back there. Uh, I think nothing beats nestling up with a warm cup of cocoa in some nice comfy pajamas and then sliding those comfy pajamas off of your partner and just going to town on that chocolate starfish. Woo! Yeah, buddy. I feel it, too. Uh, I I was going to go more because, like, aside from the sweating issue, which is very fucking very true, uh, especially in my case, dear God, I'm a sweaty man. Uh, but the, the I'm the same way about the winter, because it's just you're spending lots of time inside. Well, what better thing to do, you know, than get into some uh, ass eating and uh, do some interesting sex stuff? You know, you got to pass the time somehow. That's true. I think you know that there's a good case to be made for winter there, especially indoors. But if you want the full spectrum of you know, uh, indoor, outdoor, you want both options. I think fall is the best because it is mm. dry, uh, you know, spring, summer, wet. It's, you don't want to be sweaty, obviously. And uh, brown is the color of the leaves. Um, <laughs> so yes. it just goes together. They go together. Uh, and I think I have seen, I'm pretty sure, a picture. I remember at one point seeing a picture from above may have been taken by a drone uh but it was two p- people who had been um tailgating at a Detroit Lions game and they were <laughs> one was giving the other analingus uh Fuck in yeah. a parking in the parking lot for Ford Field and it uh it looked like a comfortable time right you have some a couple layers on but you're not freezing see winter sure. i don't think you could do it outside really um, right, and they, they seem to be enjoying themselves in a, in a way that I don't think you would see in the summer with the sweat, or the spring with the rain. You know, so I think autumn's the way to go. Excellent, extremely good answer. I, I, th- I think we're addressing all the practical concerns with this. Also, just shouts out to the couple fucking munching butt in the back of a truck combination tailgate exhibitionism angle analingus fetish. That's a fucking combo right there. Oh yeah. Well, thank you to uh, everybody who sent questions in. We uh, we appreciate it. 
And uh, now we hit up uh, our sex on Reddit uh, to see what we can find in there. And uh, here's our first one. Is there a quiet way to spank? Hi, all. So my BF and I started spanking, him spanking me, during Christmas while my wonderful roommates were out of town visiting family. My apartment is definitely not soundproof, even with a white noise machine. And I wanted to know if there was a quiet way for him to spank me without my roommates hearing and either one, know that we're having sex and he's spanking me, or two, think that he's hitting me. Thank you so much in advance, smiley face. And that was posted by Jane Seymour Simp. That's a good name. Hell of a name. Doesn't this doesn't this kind of defeat the purpose? I think that the part of the spanking is the percussive nature of it is Mm. the sound that it creates. True. Yeah, that's definitely like the sign of the good spank is that you get the good like clap sound. Right. Right. I, th- I I guess my question would be uh isn't the yeah yeah I think it, it the percussive thing is absolutely uh the meat of it but uh is there a way to mask <laughs> that? Can you put mm. a fan on? Um could you you know pretend to be drumming? Um <laughs> are there other ways to you know, wait, clapping. You could be clapping for one another. You could say, "Oh yeah, we're we're practicing giving speeches or some shit," and we're going to be applauding one another. <laughs> there, are, there are ways we're to mask it or cover it up. Toastmasters practice in here. Stay out. Uh, <laughs> you could do like, "Hey, we're you know, I'm starting a podcast," and just put sound paneling up all over the place. That <laughs> yeah, we're syncing up at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> and we keep messing times. it. We keep messing it up. We got it right. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, my girlfriend assumed I was just hitting my computer or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody, somebody in the comments here uh, is is bringing up the you know maybe maybe with clothing on, which yeah, as we mm. said, you know, it's not the same. It's definitely not going to be fully the same. But like that, that is something. You know, you still get kind of the the pain, kind of good pain smack action to it, but without, uh, you know, without the whole the whole loud noise to it. But again, you know, it's it's different, but you got to compromise, I think, here mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do this without alerting the roommates and failing your S ranking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could try caning. I think that's quieter and accomplishes a similar similar kind of vibe. Right. So I, we're talking like a like a dowel shape. Yes. Right? Yes. There's also just that's huh. not gonna make as loud of a sound. Yeah. There's also just groping, squeezing. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know. Yeah. It, you can get a Pinching. good like a a strong butt grab mm-hmm. can definitely accomplish a, a similar sort of thing to this. Yeah. Um other so in a more broad sense, and this isn't spanking in particular. Uh, but you know, beyond the specifics of it and the, and the clapping, like it's it's just kind of another form of you know ma- uh, masochism type play. Mm. And uh, there's plenty of other options for that that are quieter. You can get some nipple clamps going. The clamps, that's pretty quiet. You know, uh, there's there's other options out there. Fucking electric type stuff if you're if you're into that. But uh, it, it's definitely within that same realm of like kind of good pain and, and teasing and all of that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so if they got interest in, you know, something bes- more that than spanking as a whole, eh, m- maybe try one of those options. Yeah. I'm reading this comment here, and I hope it's good, because there was a pause, and I needed to fill it, and now I'm going to read this comment. <laughs> we have a good circle of friends into the house party thing in our area. The last few years, skipping 2020 for obvious reasons, we've gone in and rented a huge 10-ish bedroom beach house and put a couple dozen people in it for multiple New Year's Eve party. Last year, one of the couples who are pretty into BDSM brought a St. Andrew's cross and set it up in one of the living rooms. (laughs) We're not really into BDSM, but I guess a lot of people are. Obviously, we're not complaining, but that fucking cross was always in service, it seemed, and you could hear somebody getting whipped, flogged, spanked, or whatever all over the house. Our room was on that floor, and seriously, it was hard to sleep sometimes. So I guess my answer is no to your question, but mostly I just wanted to tell that story. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, good story. Uh, and definitely, I don't know, it, it, it is kind of getting to the point. If you're talking, you're experiencing the same shit with, like, flogging and, and whipping and all of that that's less of, like, a flat surface contact and butt. I don't know if that was super loud, too. That's making me think you gotta you gotta try the clothes thing. Yeah, maybe fucking I don't know. Sound panels seems a little bit extreme, uh, <laughs> or one of or you know one of the other one of the other kind of like pain play options I was talking about. I was uh, I was DJing at a fetish party one uh, Pride season in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, I was up on the top floor like a balcony overlooking a dance floor, and underneath that balcony is kind of like a little area where people can hang out, right? And I'm playing my set and I keep hearing this like really loud percussive sound in rhythm with the music I'm playing and I don't put it together that someone is like beneath me flogging the shit out of somebody to the (laughs) rhythm of what I'm playing. (laughs) That rules, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, It was pretty cool. I would have played like Gabber. I would have played some really wild fast shit if I had known (laughs) if I'd put it together. Can they keep up? Challenge mode. (laughs) I feel it. All right. I think uh, I think we've addressed uh, you know alternative spanking options here pretty well. <laughs> what do we uh, What do we have after this? I twenty four F feeling sex aggression towards my boyfriend. Ooh. Whenever we have sex, I find my hands are always on his neck, and this feeling of aggression comes over me. I've never felt this way with any past boyfriend. Hard to explain, but just wondering if anyone has felt this way. Something about sex with him makes me want to get weird and kinky. I think it's because I'm really attracted to him. This was posted by user Lost and Confused 2332. I think you got some dom tendencies and you should explore that stuff because it seems like you're really feeling it. Explore that. Yeah, if it's the first time these feelings have come out, then it kind of sounds like he's the one. You know? Uh, <laughs> like... If you want to hurt somebody physically, uh, but that, that's kind of a way of, yeah, dominating them, but you're also, that's because he's yours. You're marking your territory. You're you're mm-hmm. sinking your claws into your man. Um, so I, I don't think there's, yeah, what, what was the, the issue? They just uh, wanted to know if... Um, if anybody else has, has felt uh, this way... Where it's just kind of come up out of nowhere, it seems like. I can kind of speak to that, uh, not in exactly the way of this, uh, but I'm into BDSM type stuff. It's a good time. Uh, But that was like a relatively recent thing, like past few years. 
And uh, I, it's, I think that and kind of kinks in general, it's just one of those things that you might, you know, you might feel it, but like you're kind of saying here, it's like, I, you don't know what it means though. Like why I, I want to feel like I want to grab a, what's going on with that. Uh, and I think sometimes that just comes out with certain partners. Um, at my case, I think it was more open. I had a partner who was interested into it and we kind of, you know, started trying stuff out. Um, but the fact that you have the feelings there, you know, it, it seems like something you want to do. But like any fetish that kind of, you know, gets aggressive like this or gets physical, uh, you definitely don't want to just like fucking jump into this. Sure. You know? Don't just next time you're having sex, go fucking like full tilt choking them and stuff because mm-hmm. you're going to freak them out. <laughs> like that's really unexpected. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think just express to him that you're maybe read up on BDSM a little bit. Look at, you know, there's forums and stuff for it. Get an idea uh, to kind of have words to express yourself. Uh, but I, I think tell him. You know, fuck, he yeah. might be he might be into the same kind of stuff. Could be. Uh Anders is absolutely correct about uh him being the one. I think you should put a ring on it <laughs> uh specifically around his cock and balls and then attach yes! to that ring a small metal cage uh which you will then lock to his uh cock and balls and yeah, put him in chastity. Do that. Boom. Fuck yeah, full tilt. Get the St. Andrews cross for Christmas, late Christmas gift surprise. <laughs> Random on the ass with the St. Andrews crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, too, I had a little bit of this going, uh, you know, kind of exploring this kind of thing. Uh, and I think it kind of goes the same for, for any kink. But just also, like, it can, I think it can be easy to get self-conscious about this and about sharing it or thinking that there's something wrong with you for like feeling like this. Uh, and it just, I think a matter of reassurance for anybody listening and, and for this person, I think most people with kinks have that experience, you know, you're not sure. And it comes on gradually. And again, it's like, what the fuck is this? Mm. Uh, but that, you know, that shit's normal. And the end result of that, I think, is you figuring out and getting in touch with your sexuality a bit more. And I, I think that's always good, you know, as long as you're, you know, going about it in a, in a, like a good, healthy way to, to get into it. Right. So I'm fucking good luck. It's, it's an exciting thing. Yeah. Congrats. Big ting. Big ting. All right. Uh, we got, we got one more in here. Yeah. I think we got one more. All right. Not safe for work. That's right, folks. If you're listening to this podcast at work, you better turn it off because it's about to get real nasty in here. <laughs> right. We've been squeaky clean thus far. Before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this crosses the line apart from our pure content of, of uh, sincerity. Uh, just whacked it, and guess what? I look up and my cat is staring right at me. Wide-eyed little feline watching me sin. What the fuck? How do I repent? Posted by Evanator here. Oh my god, Evanator here. He took your thing. (laughs) I didn't put that together. There we go. Maybe an Andrew's alt uh, alt here. You got any cats? I I haven't had a cat in a while. Um, But I would say that that cat, if 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 they're going to be in the same room as you during private time, then that's 
what the situation is going to be. And maybe I would, I mean, I would say in the first place, I wouldn't feel comfortable probably masturbating with my cat in the same room. I don't know. You do you, but that's, that's an option <laughs> to just put her in a different room. Obviously you shouldn't feel ashamed about masturbating. Um, but that if, if you think the cat shouldn't be exposed to it, put her in a different room. Put I, I, I like I shouldn't assume. Did they say the gender of the cat? I've noticed people always assume cats are are female, but maybe I just did that. Um, but uh, I, I yeah, I think the cat either needs to get used to it, or you should just do it <laughs> in a different room. I think the cat's the perv in this case, watching you. Yeah. Because they want to check, like, cats want to check shit. They need to know what's going on, especially places they're not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So your cat probably is aware and is just trying to fuck with you. Uh, alternatively, this shit just happens sometimes if you have pets. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. I don't know. Maybe you're having sex and you turn around because you dropped a butt plug or something. And there's your cute little cat buddy, and they're just, you make eye contact, and it's like, oh, no, Jesus, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Pull out for a second. Horrible. Uh, yeah, I think that you gotta just do the door close, man. Don't fucking risk it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> it's weird. I, I think a cat I'm okay with. I think a cat being in the room uh, during uh, uh, self pleasure or even with a partner, right? I think I'm okay with the cat being around. But a dog is way too, like, present. Of a, of like it's too present. Yes. yes, I'm remembering now that you're saying this. Actually, when I lost my virginity, it was in the same room as a dog, and the dog tried to join in. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, they do that. <laughs> Looked like we were having fun, and you know they wanted to get in on the the rubbing and the licking and the you know <laughs> caressing. Um, we had to tell her no, but uh, but. I mean, if I don't know if that—that's the thing, though—is because what if the dog is that violating the dog's sort of, uh, you know, bodily autonomous rights? If you, if it seems to be into the sexual intercourse, <laughs> and you're into the sexual intercourse, and you don't mind the dog being there and, and rolling around with you, is that fucked up? Is that bestiality? Is that? Just as long as you're not fucking the dog, because do- you know dogs, they're they, cats are gonna do their own thing. They don't give a shit. They can go walk around. They're fine. If you like ignore the dog, oftentimes they're not gonna be happy with that, especially if like activity is going on. You know, uh, I I think that's another one, and I think more so than cats, like Arthur was saying. You just gotta you just gotta door them out of there because that's too confusing for a dog. Man, they don't need that. Yeah, no. and you don't need. You don't need a dog like licking your fucking butt cheek or something when you're doing doggy style and then you get horrified and it ruins everything well if you're doing doggy style the dog's like you're ripping off my whole thing right i mean that's the thing is the dog i i would think knows what you're doing right they they know what sex is they've yeah. probably had it or seen it like with dogs they it's not that different when two that's humans true. do it so they probably know what's up with the internet these days, uh, you know, dogs know what's up. It's not <laughs> something you can really hide from them so much anymore. You've got to let them discover it themselves, but, you know, make sure it's a safe and, and healthy environment uh, away from your own doggy style stealing 
the, the dog move. Arthur, I don't know. That was a good joke. And I just repeated <laughs> it for some reason in like a really, really not good delivery way. I liked stealing the dog move as a line. <laughs> it's good. That's what they call it. Well, you know fuck yeah. We yeah. knocked the shit out of all these questions. You know what else is good? I said that? something was good. You know, this is good. Our guest, <laughs> Anders Lee. Oh, yeah. thank you. You guys are good too. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it was great talking with you. Thanks for having uh, me. You got anything you want to plug? Pod Damn America. Uh, redacted tonight is my other job. You can you can watch it on cable TV in most areas, and uh, also on YouTube. Most of the segments are, as well as portable. Dot TV, uh, and then Pod Damn America. We're we're starting to do Twitch stuff, so be on the lookout. Uh, we'll oh, yeah. we'll tweet about it. Twitter at Pod Damn America at Anders Lee here is me, and uh, we'll let you know when we're doing something fun on the Twitch. Good shit, man. Love Fantastic. to see it. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a big thank you to our listeners for being here with us every week. Uh, we love you guys. We do it for you. Uh, our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. Knower? Wait, wait, wait. Knower? I hardly know her. <laughs> All right, see, maybe you can get something out of, out of this. There's, there's, some good, uh, there's some good words in our outro music's name. Outro song title, Stephanie. Outro band name, The Hey Fellows. How to find... The band, go on Spotify, <laughs> type in three separate words, the Hey Fellows. That's the outro music. Nothing? We ain't got nothing on that? Okay, okay. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> uh, thanks again for listening, folks. Uh, and uh, just remember, when you're doing the dog move, you're, you're ripping <laughs> off your dog. <laughs> I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. <laughs>